You're listening to the podcast of ASN Kidney News, the news magazine of the nephrology community. ASN Kidney News is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, the world's largest professional society devoted to leading the fight against kidney disease. I'm Ben Carver of ASN. In this podcast, I interview William M. Bennett, M.D., Editor-in-Chief of the Clinical Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, the resource for breaking clinical nephrology studies, also known as CJSON. Dr. Bennett comments on CJSON's past, present, and future, and why CJSON is an important addition to medical libraries. Dr. Bennett, thank you for joining me. No problem. CJSON began in 2006, correct? Yes, that's right. It was our first issue. Can you provide a brief history of CJSON and its developments over this short period of time? Sure. CJSON was the brainchild of Robert Nairns, who was the Director of Postgraduate Education for the American Society of Nephrology. He felt, and uh, I agreed, that the members of the American Society of Nephrology needed a vehicle for the latest in clinical research as it impacts patients and that that was something that was missing from the menu of publications that the ASN offered. While the Journal of the American Society of Nephrology uh, had clinical research in it, it was not as much patient-focused as we would like and as the members who are primarily the readers of our journals seem to want. And so that uh, led to the Council's decision to start the Clinical Journal of the American Society of Nephrology and actually, the team was put in place in the middle of uh, 2005 with an editor, and then we hired some deputy editors trying to span the uh, breadth of clinical medicine so that we could bring the whole degree of clinical problems to our readers. Personally, why did you want to be a part of the startup of CJSON? Well, I've always defined my career as, as doing research, but research focused ultimately on getting advances to the bedside so we could improve patient outcomes and uh, bear on patient problems. And so I was excited about something that would take what had been published on or thought about in, in uh, basic science laboratories and bring it the next step so that it could affect patient care. How do you ensure the quality of the articles that you publish? We have an extensive peer review process. The uh, articles come in, and I assign them to an associate editor, and that associate editor is an expert in that particular area of medicine. He or she then gets peer reviewers, at least two, often three or four, to uh, read the paper and comment on the paper. Oftentimes, paper needs to be somewhat rewritten or some missing information needs to be provided or the paper uh, needs some kind of improvements. It will go back to the author. The author will make those improvements and uh, we ultimately will accept or reject the paper based on that. We try to not have the process be so stringent that we don't accept anything. And uh, one of the problems uh, leading to the f formation of CJSON was that clinical papers, papers that dealt with patients, seemed to have a lower priority in other journals so that it was very hard for even good clinical research to get accepted. So that we maintain strict standards for scientific method and experimental design and all of that. 
but we try to accept about a quarter of the papers that we have submitted to us, and we've been pretty close to that in the last couple of years. In what areas is it most important that nephrologists stay current? Well, if you look at what nephrologists do, most of them have something to do with dialysis and dialysis uh, procedures and improving outcomes of patients on dialysis so that we're pretty heavy into the dialysis uh, literature. We also have a focus on epidemiology because that informs you about areas in which discrepancies exist like racial barriers, gender barriers, that sort of thing. And we have maintained probably partially because of my personal interests focus on transplantation. So we publish a lot of transplantation articles, maybe a little bit disproportionate to their importance in all of clinical medicine, but that's what I do every day is transplantation, so I'm partial to that. Whether in clinical practice or academic work, how do you think nephrologists view C. Jason? I think C. Jason articles are, are used more and more from the feedback I get in the academic world to be the discussion points for journal clubs and medical conferences, and I think they are used as examples of translational research from bench to bedside. I also believe that the nephrologists in practice appreciate the sort of the succinct presentation of problems that relate to what they do every day, not something that's more esoteric than, than they run into in daily practice. Have you published any studies or articles that have surprised you? Uh, we certainly have. We were in the picture early on the controversy about uh, erythropoietin, which is uh, obviously a wonderful discovery and has changed the lives of many patients. But these data that came out in the last few years about the higher blood hematocrits and hemoglobins leading to premature mortality were some of the first articles in that subject area came out in C. Jason, which... Uh, really did kind of surprise me, and we ended up having a controversy set of articles, a pro and con set about that subject. We also published a controversy set about the measurement of kidney function by formulas derived from the MDRD equation, and that has led to a lot of unintended consequences, some of which are good and some of which are bad. And so those were um, front line in the uh, journal, and uh, we've had a lot of interest in those articles. What have you learned from reading C. Jason? Well, I'm always surprised at the uh, breadth of uh, what people do and what they choose to investigate. And if I didn't say it before, I should say it now. C. Jason, even though it's a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, has a worldwide audience, and the authors of C. Jason articles come from all over the world. As a matter of fact, we have approximately 50% of our manuscripts come from outside the United States, and that percentage has grown over time. So I think the, the readership and the people that are submitting clinical papers has grown, and I'm always surprised at just the breadth of subjects ranging from acute kidney injury in Brazil to the subtleties of electrolyte disturbances in the United States. And I, it's it's amazing to me that there's so much going on that I wouldn't otherwise know about just reading what I usually read. Impact Factor Rankings for 2009 
They were recently released, and C. Jason rose to 4.36 from 2.236. That's a 95% increase, and it moved C. Jason from 15th to 7th out of 57 nephrology and urology journals. Why do you think the impact factor for C. Jason increased so much in one year? Well, I think the uh, the first impact factor was based on uh, a partial period of time because we just got our approval to be on PubMed late in 2007, and that it goes retrospectively. So that first period probably didn't represent a full uh, period of time in which articles could be cited. I think the uh, increase now reflects just what I said before, the widespread appreciation that there is a clinical journal or a journal for clinicians to submit the best of their clinical research to, and the the acceptance of this by the public who writes articles and cites articles, because that's basically what the impact factor is. And so I think as I go around the uh, country at various venues or at scientific meetings, I see C. Jason articles uh, quoted all the time. So I think I like to think that that's a testimony to the fact that our review process is rigorous and that we're publishing good stuff and that people appreciate that. Why should librarians add C. Jason to their journal collections? I think the people that are using libraries now are looking for up-to-date information that impacts their care of patients. And I think that C. Jason has a unique niche there because we do publish articles that are relevant for patient care and as vehicles for teaching of trainees. And thus, I think librarians would be well served to have a journal that functions in that way. Final question. How do you see CJSON evolving in five to ten years? We will continue to publish the best in what's available in clinical research as it's translated to patient care. Our goal is to be the number one journal for that type of article in the world, and we're going to work very hard at trying to achieve that. We have several features in mind that may be uh, attractive to our readers, including our biology of renal disease series, where we're going to take some basic science topic and put it into understandable language for clinicians so that they'll be ahead of the game in interpreting articles that have those techniques in them. We're going to uh, take a step back and inform the readers about people that are very important in today's uh, nephrology practice who they may not have appreciated from a historical point of view, our Hall of Fame series, we call it. So we have a, a few tricks up our sleeves to try to make the journal more attractive to readers. But I think the essence will stay the same, and that is to publish the best research that focuses on patient care that we can get. Dr. William Bennett, Editor-in-Chief of the Clinical Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, thank you. You're welcome. ASN Kidney News is available for free in North America and is a publication of the American Society of Nephrology, the largest professional society devoted to leading the fight against kidney disease. ASN and its 11,000 members promote expert patient care and advanced medical education and research. To subscribe to Kidney News or learn more about the Society, visit ASN online at asn-online.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.